Welcome into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Steven Serta. Chiefs are back on the practice field on Thursday, and we heard from offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo, and new Chiefs defensive end Melvin Ingram, as well as special teams coordinator Dave Tope. We'll go in that order, starting with Eric Bieniemy, followed by Steve Spagnolo. Then we'll take a quick time out, and we'll hear from Melvin Ingram. Then we'll hear from Dave Tope. Here's Eric Bieniemy. All right. Good afternoon. Hope everybody's family's doing good. Uh, feels good coming off a victory uh, from this past uh, week, a few days ago. Uh, but one thing I've learned throughout the, my course of <laughs> coaching at this level, if you want to be great, you take care of business on Monday night, but you got to be prepared to play and come out and be at your best on Sunday. So with that said, I'm all ears. Because you mention it every week about turnovers. And at what point has it just reached that, that frustration boiling point over for you as a coach? <laughs> oh, it's, it's reached that. It's past that. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's not anything anyone ever wants to do, Okay. But you still have to focus in on it, and you still got to make sure that we're doing all the little things to help us not to uh, have to experience that. So, But you don't want guys going into games playing paranoid or playing afraid. So you want them to be professionals. But when it's all said and done with, one of the number one objectives, and I talk to our guys about this all the time, okay, our job as a unit is to make sure we're handing that ball back to the ref after each and every play. That's our job. We got to make sure that we do a better job of that. Coach, uh, you all had 12 penalties in the game Sunday. Uh, you might be asking to read about it a couple, uh, yesterday. What are you all seeing on film, and what are you all doing to clean it up? Well, first of all, we're working on it, okay? Our guys, at some point in time, can overcompensate trying to do too much when they necessarily don't have to. But when, it all, when it's all said and done, what our guys got to focus on being fundamentally sound. And that's one thing we got to do. You know, everybody wants to try and do a little bit of extra. Not, it's not about that. I just need them to be who they are, all right? Make sure that they're, that, that they're relying upon their fundamentals, play sound football, and then let's just go out and play the next play. If my best is not good enough at what I was coached to do, it's okay. They get paid on the other side of the ball as well. We just need to make sure that we're detailing the details and focusing on the little things to help us to be at our best. But... The penalties are, are, are drive killers. They're, they're, they're stopping us. They're keeping us from achieving the success that we need to have. Before the season started, you mentioned that you guys might have to run the ball more because you anticipated the defense was going to be defending you the way that they are now. Statistically, it hasn't worked out that way as far as how often you run it, but success-wise, are you seeing the same openings that you anticipated seeing when you made that statement before the year? Oh, yeah. I, I, there's there's lanes to be found. And our guys, I thought they did a heck of a job last week about Daryl doing what he did, not only as a, as a runner, but also as a receiver out of the backfield. And then young DG steps in and uh, does a heck of a job, scores his first touchdown. Our old line is doing a heck of a job in the run game. My guys are doing a great job of finding the seams. We just need to continue that, and we need to continue building off that. You know, the good thing was is that we found a way to overcome adversity last week, which you want to build upon that. So we want to take the small necessary steps to help us to, to regain our stride, uh, to get us back in, in stride again, as Frankie Beverly and Mays would say, you know, so we can uh, achieve the goals that we want to achieve because there's still a lot of football left to be played. 
follow that. You mentioned the, the young offensive line. That it seems like they've been really good in the run game. I mean, not that they haven't been in the past, but was that something you anticipated when you saw these guys in training camp? You know what? These guys, I mean, hell, we got three of them. I mean, Creed, uh, my man Trey, and then uh, Lucas, who started last week. I mean, all those guys are young guys. Those guys are going to play a lot of good football together. You know, we knew exactly what we were getting with those particular kids and those young men, and they're going to continue to get better. The thing I love about what they do, first and foremost, the leadership that they have from the top with Coach Heck, he does a great job. And then on top of that, the culture that is built in that room, those guys have a unique relationship, and it's fun to watch. And like I said, there's some personalities, but those guys get it, and the only thing they want to do is be at their best when their best is required. Did you learn anything about Derek Orr on Monday night? Oh, yeah. And the, the thing that I've learned is something that I think that we've always knew, known is that the kid has a chance to be a very, very good, productive football player in this league. You know, uh, the thing I think uh, Coach Slew has done a great job of being uh, with Derek, first of all, is just being patient with him because the kid is young. He got a, his fresh start with the Chargers. In fact, I know Coach Anthony Lynn, who's a personal good friend of mine. He's probably going to take all the credit for developing him, but I'm not going to give him that credit. I'm going to give that credit to Greg Lewis. But, uh, but the kid has a good way about him. He's been on our practice squad. He works his tail off, and he, he doesn't take anything for granted. I love what he brings to the table, and I think this kid is going to help us moving forward. And, and I think his confidence has shown that. You know what, what he does, he runs with a great forward lane. The kid, you know, he's, he's just a unique runner. You know, he runs behind his pads. I love the feet in, the, in traffic. I love all the things that he does. Now, he's continuing to grow, and we want to make sure when we're putting him in, we're putting him in the right situations where he can be productive with us. And so, we don't want to break his confidence. We want him to continue building his confidence. You mentioned the word patience uh, in, your, in your speech just now, but when you look at what uh, the Packers did last week against the Cardinals, they, they rushed uh, very efficiently because they were without three of their wide receivers, three of their uh, top receivers. They should get them back, but they'll be without Aaron Rodgers. And, of course, in last week's game, they rushed for 151 yards, something I'm pretty sure was near and dear to your heart. But they knocked off an undefeated team. I know the Packers are much different, probably much better team than the Giants. What do you all need to do to make sure that you all, uh, you know, are able to secure one next week? Well, first and foremost, we just need to be the very best of who we are. That's not turning over the ball and just playing efficient, going out there, having fun, and allowing our guys to allow to uh, let their personality show. When it's all said and done, we got a lot of guys that's played a lot of football, and they've achieved a lot over the years. The thing is, we just want our guys to relax, go out there and have fun, and enjoy the moment. If they can do that, we'll we'll have a chance. But in order to do that, we got to make sure we're eliminating all the, the mistakes. We got to eliminate the turnovers. We have to eliminate the penalties. One thing that we've learned throughout this entire process is the Chiefs versus the Chiefs is, is, is not a very good opponent. You know, we've beaten ourselves quite a few times this season. And so let's stop defeating ourselves and making the, the mistakes that have been costly. Let's start lining up and playing against the opponent. If we line up and we play against the opponent on a consistent basis, I like our chances. So those are the things that we need to focus on. Coach, we know that Patrick is, is kind of working through some things now, and he kind of noted he felt like 
Monday night was a small step forward. What positive signs did you maybe see going back over the film with him that, that he's getting back to where, where he needs to be? Uh, you, you know what? Here's what I see. I see his confidence and his leadership. And the thing about it, we just don't want him second-guessing anything that he does. Yes, I'll say it again. No one wants him to go out there and throw any picks, okay? No one wants him to, <laughs> to, to second-guess the things that he's done that has helped him to achieve the status that he's achieved. But when it's all said and done, we just need to make sure we're doing the necessary things to help us to be productive. And it's just making sure, hey, it starts with taking a snap, you know, on top of that, when he's dropping back, making sure he's evaluating everything in coverage. And then on top of that, just making sure he's making the correct read. So I'm, I'm not worried about Pat. I'm just worried about us collectively as a unit, making sure that we're playing the team ball that needs to be played. Just because of the interceptions just recently or a little indecisiveness? Right? I don't sense any hesitation, but I don't even want to influence that, that thought process in his mind because the kid is a unique kid, he's a special kid, and he's very aware of the mistakes that he makes. I believe you played nine years in the NFL. Yes. Um, can you explain how hard it is when you get to that late in your career um, in terms of trying to sustain longevity? and? How might that translate to what Travis Kelsey's going through right now, who's clearly playing through some, some nicks and some bumps, and you guys trying to find ways to get him uh, to play a little bit better than what he showed last Monday? Well, first of all, Nate, I'd like to think I was a better player than Travis at one point in time. But it's tough when, you, when you're getting up there at age. And here's the thing, you know, um, Travis is a hell of a football player. Travis accomplished a lot. Travis is going to attract a lot of attention, you know, to certain defenses. And so teams are doing whatever they can to try and take, a, take him away and neutralize him. But what it does, it opens up the next man. And so, yes, Travis continue to work and doing all the things that are necessary to help him to get back on track. But if you talk to Trav today, first and foremost, Travis is going to be excited just about having the opportunity of stepping out there with his peers and playing, okay? The next thing that I appreciate about Trav is that he's taking on the role, a leadership role on the sideline because, you know, he feels how teams are playing him, and he's getting the other guys more involved and saying, hey, it's your job to make this play. If they're going to double me or do whatever, you need to step up and make this play. So those are the things that I appreciate about him. But one thing I do know, Trav will <laughs> have an impact on what we do and the things that we want to accomplish because, first and foremost, it's the pride in him. He wants to be great. And so when you got a player like that that wants to be great and strives for that greatness each and every day when he's out there in that practice field, you know it's just a, <laughs> just a matter of time. This goes back a few years, but this morning I had a chance to talk to Jamal Charles for a little bit. Spoke very highly of you. Said you were the first coach to ever really talk about the details. Mm -hmm. um, but he also said that you guys would butt heads all the time. He told a story about one day going to Andy Reid's office and we got to get rid of this guy, and he didn't. <laughs> it seems. Uh, but I'm just I'm curious about kind of your side of, of that relationship and what your experience was like coaching him, and uh, maybe if you have a time that you tried to get him out of, out of town because of uh, those conflicts. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So first of all, I always tell my guys I coach hard, but I coach fair. Okay. I'm going to be your biggest fan, but I'm also going to be your harshest critic. And so the thing that we're going to do is make sure that we're accountable to one another because my job is to make sure I'm preparing you to be at your best. And sometimes, you know, players miss the love that you have for them 
when you're giving them constructive criticism. Now that constructive criticism can come from me in a very, very unique way. And so I like to think it's special with care and all that, but, <laughs> uh, but the unique part about it, Jamal was a dynamic football player. On top of that, Jamal is probably one of the best people that I've had, a, had an opportunity to work with. So, you know, it was a very, very fun opportunity. And the thing about it, you just, you count your blessings because I was blessed and fortunate to have an opportunity to work with Jamal. And I'm sure he probably felt the same about me, but he made me a better coach. And on top of that, he made me a better person. Morning, uh, check my watch. How's everybody doing? Um, I don't have a lot to say. Just anxious to get back, back out there and practice. We're on a short week, but sometimes when it goes quick like this, it's, it's good. It's a good thing. So with that, I'll open it up. Know more about Jordan Love than did a couple days ago. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, we do. Uh, we've been digging, digging for plays. Uh, it's funny. There's not a lot out there. You know, he had. I think he missed the preseason game, so there were a couple there, and then in that New Orleans game at the beginning of the year. But uh, we'll dig as much as we can and research as much as we can and find out as much as we possibly can about the quarterback that we're going to play against. What, 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 what challenge does it face? What type, what type of challenge do you face facing a quarterback you know, just five days before versus yeah. you know, 10 seconds? That, that's a really good question, and that's what we're kind of navigating now. But when it really comes down to it, I said this to the staff this morning, when, you, when there are a lot of unknowns, you defend the scheme. You know, it's still Matt LaFleur over there calling the plays. It's still the Green Bay Packers offensive scheme. I can't imagine they detour too far from that. Um, Will they have some wrinkles? They probably will, and we'll have to just be prepared for whatever they give us. But I think it's more right now defending the scheme and knowing what he can do as an athlete, which I think we all know he is. Um, and I'll tell you what, he can throw the football. Uh, it's evident by the few plays that we saw, no question about that. But the one, but the one difference, though, like last week against the Cardinals, they were, out, they were without three of the wide receivers, so you know they're more of a passing team, but they showed they can run the football. No question. 151 yards. How do you, you know, make Yeah. I would tell you this. When I say defend the scheme, I, those two running backs are as good as we have faced and will face, in my opinion. And what they do with them, I think, is really, really good. I mean, it's, it's, it's zone schemes and stretch and cutback, and they're downhill. I remember when the running back was at Boston College because I was up in that area at the time. I think he's a really good football player. And 33 can do everything that you want a running back to do. Block and protection, run the rock, and catch the football out of the backfield. So I guess when I say defend the scheme, I'm kind of talking about that. And we, I would expect that they would feature those guys, but we'll see. Well, the addition of uh, Melvin Ingram, what does he bring to the Yeah, uh, I, listen, I'm glad to have him. We had an opportunity to visit with him last spring sometime um, when we were in the middle of that. Um, I love his energy and attitude. He loves football. He's passionate about the game of football. That came across uh, when we visited him back a couple months ago. Um, it always takes a little bit when you bring somebody in midstream. You know, yesterday was kind of a light practice, hard to tell. He has spent quite a bit of time with Brendan Daly and Terry. Um, so we'll see where he's at when we get to the end of the week and then have to make a decision. Do you think he could play at this point? That he could play well, I mean, I think there's always a chance because he's a veteran. I think he's a very intelligent, smart football player. That's what it feels like to me. Um, but don't know yet, you know, and we'll, we'll see. Then you got to have the whole, you know, how many you're going to have on the 48 or, the, you know, that, that game day roster. We'll get that all figured out in time. Last week at this time I was asking what, what would it take to get Frank Clark going. It seemed like he had his, his best game. Yeah. What, what do you see well, I, I mean, I, I think I said this when you were at, I have seen that. I, I'll be honest with you. I saw it yesterday. Just in, and it was a light practice, but just in the things that he was doing, 
And I, I go back to, I think we talked about this last time, that I think we kind of forget that not a lot of training camp, right? And then we got into the season, there's a couple of games, and you're on the sideline. That's hard to, but I think he's, hopefully he's hitting stride now. What did you but, see from him yesterday? I mean, he said like. Yeah, just I, when I was watching him, it was like, but I just, I watched his concentration. He was like doing little things, hands and foot step-wise. That's, to me, that's huge. Hey, Coach, Nick Bolton, NFL uh, Defensive Rookie of the Month yeah. in October. How happy are you for yeah. him? And what was his reaction when you heard the news? I don't know that. I just found out not too long ago, to be honest with you. Um, I think Brett Veach texted to me uh, before I went out there for the walkthrough. So I haven't even had a chance to, uh, but I'm sure it's a big smile. Um, listen, he's played some really good football for us, and he's been impressive in, in regards to how much volume he's been able to absorb and that's helped us uh, and we hopefully keep going that way with him as well. Several players have said that he has come off uh, across like a, a veteran in the sense of communication so now um, you suddenly get Anthony Hitchens back you yeah. have a good problem how are you yeah. planning to navigate that? Well listen Hitch to me uh, he's the guy that smooths everything out so uh, he'll be in there in certain situations I'm sure we'll have Nick in there in certain ones they'll both be in there together uh, which is a good problem to have um, anytime you can have intelligent, you know, good football players at the lineman, at the linebacker spot. I think that's a good thing for us. With, with Hitchens coming back and the way that Nick has played in that kind of middle position, is there an opportunity that, you know, Hitch could help out at the same position as well? Um, I don't know if we'll go that route, but um, there'll be, you know, we you, there's really usually four of those guys that work in there, really, when you cut. And they'll all, they're all going to get work. I mean, we've got packages for all of them, so we'll get them in there. Coach, but I don't that, think it's. I ask you about Daniel Sorensen a couple of times yeah. last game. He was caught in the best. Yeah. Side. Is that what are you saying from him? Well, listen, he, <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. He's in the he that that play over. I mean, just what is it? Just another inch of knocking the thing out. I mean, I'm sure he would love to have that play back and knock it out. I think he went. I talked to him real quick after. He kind of went for the catch. You know, he was trying to, and the guy out muscled him, and and it happened. And that and those things happen. It was the only real. That maybe another that. Uh, fate or the the trick play, I think was the only other one that really got downfield. But um, I, I got the confidence that Dan will make that play, and if the exact same thing happens again, Dan will make it. Is his confidence still the same I don't. I think so. I mean, I, that's a better question for him. I mean, that's an internal thing. I mean, I don't see any lack of confidence. Let me just say that. Back to uh, Ingram for a second. Once he gets rolling, and he's uh, he's part of the uh, mix here. What kind of role do you see for him? Uh, I, I'm not sure I got it figured out, Adam, to be honest with you. But, I mean, he is in the defensive end spot. Um, and we'll just have to, you know, it's like anybody that you don't really know a lot about. You got to learn what they can do and what they can absorb. And what they, you don't really find out until you get in a game, you know, because practicing. And so you'll have to give us a little bit of time to figure out how to use them. That said, I understand that. But what, about, what does this mean for Chris Jones? Uh, a little bit of flexibility. <laughs> if you guys noticed last week, we we got him in there as well. So we want to have Chris. We want Chris to be able to play in both spots, so the teams, you know, don't really know where he's going to line up. When you say that, we've seen we've seen Melvin Ingram. He's a professional. I mean, you've seen him in, in the, with the Chargers over the years. So I mean, on film, you know what he can do. And you know, he's obviously in game shape with, with uh, coming from Pittsburgh. But is is this a small tacit? Uh, admission that because last year you talked about when they weren't getting a lot of sacks, you know, you said the scheme wasn't meant for pressure. Then this year, of course, the scheme was not meant for well, pressure. Well, 
it was it was more so they weren't getting as many sacks as they were the year before the, the, when they went to the Super Bowl. Right. The, the end of May. When you look at when you look at him coming into the team, you told me he's going to be defensive. And is it a small admission that the experiment with Chris Jones on the outside no. didn't work? We had an opportunity to bring a good football player in here. I mean, that's how Brett presented it to me. We had we added a we added another good football player. That's how I that's how I look at it. Sorry, when you're trying to build solid defensive performances, how beneficial is it to end uh, Monday's game like you did, where the game yeah. on the line, your guys got to win? Yeah, listen, that I mean, look, it's a three-point game, and we all know those can those can turn really quick. So I was proud of the guys and how they went out there and operate at the end we'd like to be we'd like to think that we put in those situations we can do that i and i think we failed in a game that like the Chargers game or something somewhere along the way so it was nice to have our guys finish it and be one of the reasons why we won the football game steve, steve, what's, your, steve what's your philosophy when you're playing a quarterback that's making his first career start yeah do you, do you try to bring more pressure or unique pressures more than usual or do you just want to um, allow the game to sort of dictate how you want yeah. to attack Yeah, you know, I would say years ago, uh, you know, I think we had this conversation. I don't know if we talked about Jim Johnson before or whatever, but when the game was a little bit different, I think he may go down that road nowadays, in my opinion, with the new quarterbacks that coming in, especially one we don't know about, but we do know is athletic. It's all the other things that they can do that I don't know that you can just say we're going to, bring the house every down because it's a rookie quarterback. But I think we got to pick our spots. But it'll be a little bit of a learning process in the middle of the game to find out what, what he can do and what they really are asking him to do. Uh, but I, you know, I, I go back to he's been there a year. Like it's not that he's not a, a rookie, which tells me. And if I'm not mistaken, when Aaron was not there in the spring, I think he was the, the guy. So it's not like they have to shut the whole system down and – I would expect that they just roll with what they do. That's just what we're expecting. Um, as a follow-up to what Adam was asking about Ingram acclimating, it seems like he, uh, over his career he's played in a lot of 3-4 base defenses. Yeah. How much is that going to affect how he's able to adjust to your scheme? Uh, it, I, it doesn't feel like it should be that tough of an adjustment for him just, just in talking to him. Um, Yesterday we just did the light walkthrough and there was something I went over and said, did you know that he, boom, he just spit it right out. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel like right now like that's going to be a tough adjustment for him, but, but we'll see. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, thank you. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge... That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com.
You just heard from Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy and defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo. Now you'll hear from defensive end Melvin Ingram and special teams coordinator Dave right. Tobe. Melvin, can you take us through the last couple of days uh, emotionally? Oh, I ain't got no emotions. Welcome to Kansas City. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. You were here for a visit back in March. Why do you think it didn't work out that you signed here before you uh, you chose to sign with the Steelers? I don't know. I guess God always got a plan. He bring you where he want to bring you, when he want to bring you. Yeah, so I felt like God just had a plan for me. Melvin, you've played against the Chiefs a bunch of times over the years. What were your thoughts from the other side of the line of scrimmage about what was going on here? Uh, great offense. Great offense. A lot of weapons, man. They got so many weapons. So... It's just it's it's dope just to be on this side of it now, just to see it and and see like everything that you was thinking was really true, like in to an even magnitude like prospect like it's it's crazy. Well, back, going back to your offseason visit, did they offer you a contract? Oh, uh, I don't know. I can't remember to be honest. I can't remember. It's so far back. I'm focused on the day. Melvin, uh, yesterday Mike Tomlin was asked about you know you leaving, you coming to Kansas City, and he said he'd rather have. Um, uh, 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 volunteers as opposed to hostages. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like you were a hostage when you? No, were... I never felt like a hostage. I never felt like a hostage. So I don't. That's. I don't know what he meant. You probably should have asked him what he meant. I don't know. I ain't. Uh, I ain't never been a hostage. Were you surprised that they sent you to an AFC contender? Uh, not really. I just felt like they sent me where they wanted to send me. That's cool. Did you, did you want out of that situation in Pittsburgh? Uh, the situation was kind of different. You know, I ain't into telling lies. It was kind of different. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. But it's it's, dude, it's good. I, it was a dope situation. I respect all those guys. I respect Coach Tomlin, all the coaches. I respect all the players. So it was definitely a blessing just to be there with those guys. I can't sit here and downplay that in no way, shape, or form. Like, it was definitely a blessing to be there. How, you was, say, what, how was, was it different than what you thought it would be? No, nah, it was just different. It was just different. Like, just different. So you had the chance to you know, uh, play alongside Joey Bosa. What do you th what do you add uh, with the with the defensive line with Frank Clark and Chris Jones? Uh, you said what do I add? Yeah. Uh, I added. You didn't see me play. You said I get to play beside Joey Bosa. What do I add? That don't correlate. No. No. I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring me. I'm gonna bring my style. My my unique style of play. I'm gonna work hard. I'm gonna go in there and just try to contribute to what they got going on. What's most attractive to the way that Steve Spagnuolo and, and Brandon Daly do on the on the defensive line that maybe plays into it, your strengths? Uh, they let guys play. They let them play, and they they big on the rush. So that, that that's another positive. So they, they they definitely big on the rush, and they got guys on the back end that play football for real. So that's good. Every defense has its different lingo and stuff. I mean, Steve actually said something earlier today about having a conversation with you about you sort of finished one of his sentences, so he felt like you are – Pretty close. Do you feel like you're up to speed enough with what you've learned in just two days to, to play on Sunday? Oh, I feel like we're just gonna see how the week go. We definitely, I'm definitely trying to get up to speed. You know, you definitely come in and some lingo be the same, some be different. So you definitely just gotta learn that lingo. So that's why we just take it one day at a time, just trying to trying to get caught up to speed. You kind of said being in the building, it's kind of been above and beyond of your expectations. Just what does playing for the Chiefs franchise in a sense mean mean to you? Oh, I think it. I think it means a lot, man. It's a it's a, it's a first class organization, and we're, we're first class players and coaches. So it's just an honor just to be a part of that. Now, did you know many of your teammates before? Yeah. before, before Here? Yeah. Yes, definitely, definitely. I do. I knew a couple of guys. Who, I'm, I was ask, who were you close with? And, and how I knew Frank. I knew Chris. I knew Ao. 
I knew Cortez. I knew a lot of people before I came here. How much do you think that helped the transition, um, given that you know a lot of those guys on the offensive line already? I think, it, I think it's definitely going to help. When you already got a relationship with somebody, then you come here and you get to work with them and all that, it's just going to strengthen the relationship, really. And all knowing what you can bring to this defense, what can you guys achieve, do you think, the second half of the year defensively? I think we got a chance to be special. Just just from, from the outside looking in and now from the inside looking in, I think we got a chance to be special. And I think that's going to come with time. Any, uh, anything you feel like you could bring, whether it's playing or not, on Sunday when it comes to facing a, a new quarterback like uh, Jordan Love, can you sort of lean on experience of playing a new quarterback for the first time when it's their first start? Uh, I think you just we still going to game plan the same no matter who in there. Really, because uh, Jordan Love, he he's he's definitely a special player too. So you can't just try to change your game plan. You definitely got to play in the same way. So it don't matter who who lines up at quarterback. We're gonna we're gonna come out and play the same. Is there something special about number twenty four to you? Ah, uh, you know, I was I started off with the Kobe mentality from the beginning of the year, and it's it's just a mentality that it's an underdog, or not really so much as an underdog. It's just a it's just a never, never stop, never give up, keep grinding type mentality, and, and and put the work in. So coming here, I just wanted to keep that same mentality, really. When the trade was announced, do you remember what you were doing, and what was your reaction when when, when you let it sink in that you were coming here? Uh, I really feel like I was. I don't know. I might have been like working out, but it's sinking. It's a part of the business. You can't just get caught up in everything. I was only there a couple months. It ain't like it's. Was heartfelt thing. Nah, I was there, and it, and it was a great time. I don't never want to try to downplay that situation. It was definitely a great time, and I learned a lot from that situation. Does it does it mean more than a little bit, Melvin? Because you said, does it mean more? Because the Chiefs did talk to you in free agency, and then followed up and actually used the draft pick to come get you. Does it mean more that that they still chose to go after you in this particular? No, nah, definitely. It definitely mean more. It definitely mean like they 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 really believed in me, really. So I, I just got to come in and prove them right. You've gotten a chance to play obviously against the Chiefs when you with the Chargers coming in the Arrowhead as an opponent. What's it going to mean to you now? Man, it's electrifying. So I already know it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to be worse. Really can't even describe it. Really, like it's, it's going to be crazy. I know it is. I mean, you had a couple injuries last year. I had one injury. But it was okay. But it just it, it nah. the same injury reoccurred then. Nah, like, it was the same injury the whole time. You just tried to play through. It yeah. Then. Okay. Was, was there still something even within yourself that you wanted to prove that you could get back to, to this level and, and, and play like you always have after going? Through uh, I don't really feel like it was something within me. Like every, I know who I am. Everybody know who I am. Injuries is a part of this game. So people gonna have their opinions or whatever they might have, but long as you long as you remain true to yourself and you know who you is and you know you can go out and perform and you go out and do it, I ain't trying to prove nothing to nobody but myself. We know this is a week to week league and you're focused on Sunday, but later this year, Thursday night football in LA, is that something you're marking on your calendar that, that you're gonna look forward to? For what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you've been here like two days, but uh, you tried to Kansas City barbecue yet? Not yet, not yet. I, I actually went to Gates one time when we played here. It was all right. I ain't really, I just, I, it was like a couple of years ago, but I'm going to definitely try it out. Again, I heard a couple of people say that. Last event, Derek. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, you played at, uh, spent a lot of time in the 3 4 over the years, and even Chiefs, you know, DN linebacker. How do you feel like that, you know, you're going to be able to fit into that 4 3 and that role here? Either way, linebacker or DN, it don't matter. I'm going to come in and do whatever they ask me to do. Okay, thanks, Melvin. Yeah, appreciate it. Welcome here, man. Yes, sir.
Townsend uh, quit the war inside the 20. I, I don't think he's put one in the end zone all year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't think he has, uh, but that was definitely his best game. Yeah. He seems like he's better at that part of the game. What did he do during the offseason to get better, or is it just a matter of your coverage? Is, is uh, I think, um, you know, he, he didn't start off real fast this year. You know, if, you, if you really look at the numbers, we didn't have a lot of punts either. But uh, but in this game, he, he definitely had his best game. Four, four really good hang time punts, four good distance punts. Uh, you know, anytime you're forcing a fair catch or your coverage is right on the returner like it was, um, he's doing a great job. So he, he put four punts together and, and was really, really proud of how he played. If, um, if something happened to him, who's your backup holder? Is it Kenny? No, it's uh, Kemp. Marcus Kemp. Yeah, Marcus Kemp. Yeah, we've practiced that. Uh, surprisingly, he's our guy. Yeah. Why not use him? If he's as good at it, why not use him? Again? I mean, what? Why not use him yeah. as a holder? Yeah. No, because, because Tommy's out there with Butker all the time, and those guys. They spend so much time together, and it's just, uh, you know, it's important that they, they have that operation down. They have that down to a science. You talked about Marcus Kent. He had a pretty good game, special teams wise, last week. He had a great game. He had a great game. Uh, he was all over the place. He, we locked him up. We, we moved him out on, into the corner spot on punt return because they had a big gunner that they, they had a 233 pound gunner that they had running down the field. And it was just tossing everybody all over the place. We put we put Kemp out there, and he single-handedly locked that guy out. So uh, you know that was kind of unseen in the whole thing. But then his coverage was outstanding. Uh, you know he did a great job on punt, obviously, and then obviously and everything else on kickoff as well. Coach, what does the new tight end bring to the table, special teams wise? Uh, I'm not sure. Not sure yet. You know we gotta. I gotta get with him and see. You know I, I haven't even seen him yet. I'll be honest with you. So yeah. Yeah, it's uh, you know everybody sees things differently. You know, I I thought it was a nice hit. I thought it was uh, perfectly timed. You know, he had plenty of time to be able to duck and move. And but you know, you know sometimes they, they just don't see it the same way. You know, and it's a bang bang play, and it's hard for those guys to make you know make everybody happy in, in, in the calls that they make. <laughs> that new emphasis, that, that situation. Yeah, you're trying to protect the, the player. Difficult. It seems like that situation is the most difficult for a player to adjust. It is. It, it's really hard for the, it's really hard on gunners now. They have to try to time it up. You know, if you stop, now the guy's going to make a move on you and, and make you miss. So, you know, and, and actually Kemp has missed the tackle that way too. He waited because he didn't want to hit the guy too early and, and the guy broke a tackle. So, you know, there's a fine line. It's hard to coach. You know, the new rules is really hard to coach. Um, but, you know, I'll just leave it at that. Dave, I think we asked you about McColl after he caught it inside the, the five in Washington. Since then, it looks like the punt returns have been a little bit more cleaner. Just what has worked so far with McColl? Well, how, how, how close do you feel that maybe he may break one? He's getting, you know, anytime he gets the ball in his hand, is we, we have an opportunity. I really believe that. Now, we we had we didn't get an opportunity last week. I mean, he had, he had uh, one kick that was actually in the field of play, and he made the fair catch on it. Good decision. Uh, the other ones were all right. At, you know, they were kicking away from him. So uh, their plan was not to give us any returns, and, and you know, and they executed that plan well last week. Uh, you know, but anytime he gets a chance, you know, we we really feel like he's dangerous, and he's he's come a long way. You know, and he's we're excited about his. Uh, you know, the future with him. It looked like he definitely had a few opportunities on their kick return team. They put the ball on the, on the ground a couple of times there. 
Oh, well, opportunities to get the ball back. Yeah, yeah. Bucker's doing a great job moving the ball. Like, we, we show one way, and then he kicks it the opposite way, and it makes the return a run. And the one that you saw him running after, and he bobbled it. Like that, and by the time he gets it in his hands, you know, it's creating more hang time, actually. By the time he has it, our coverage is squeezing in on him, and he has nowhere to go. So he's a great weapon. I mean, Bucker had a great game, too. I mean, obviously, the, the game winner at 109, when a minute and nine seconds left. Uh, was huge, and and then all his kickoffs too. The, the things that go on, you know, besides because he can, you know, at any time he can kick a touchback anytime, you know. And we ask him to kick those high hanging kicks so we can get down there and cover, and, and we use our kickoff team as a weapon. Boom had ten snaps for you um, on special teams, and now taken by LA. What do you think was appealing, maybe to to grab him? We 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 like we really liked him, but I mean, it's a great opportunity for him to go in and and, and actually, you know, he's going to be on the active roster and and he's going to actually play linebacker, you know, besides just special teams. So, great opportunity for him. We're going to miss him because I really liked him. I thought he was a really good fit here. You know, I, I thought, uh, you know, we did a good job bringing him in. You know, our guys evaluated. Brent brought him in here and he helped us. You know, two weeks ago, he made a tackle, you know, the lone tackle on kickoff, and I was excited about him going forward. Now. Now we got to face them someday. someday. So, couple months. Thank you, guys. Right, see you.